discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same, we are constant. God is constant, God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatin as Christ is magnified in you. Lift your hands to Jesus. Eyes closed, lift your hands to Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I look to him tonight. He's the only one we look to. He's the only I am. He's the almighty God. He's the blessed I am. Blessed potented kid of kings, Lord of lords. Speak to him tonight. Thank you, Father. Tonight is your night. Lord, tonight is your night. You are to be gloriously, majestly, gloriously, highly praised. Even in Jesus' name. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. We're glad to be here again. Hallelujah. And this year is a very prophetic movement. I know, yeah, we are in town at the same time, so I know that Doctor is also going to be here on Friday and Sunday. It's going to be a powerful time. Hallelujah. So tonight, I'm, I'm happy I'm a John the Baptist. Amen. And um, Father, we thank you. No one can do these things except you be with him. Tonight, Lord, I declare by the anointing of the Holy Ghost, Lord, intrude where no man has gone. Father, explain what no man has been successful in explaining. Display your power that has never been experienced by your children. We ask for this, O Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I want to take this opportunity to salute Bishop for such a wonderful work. Oh, salute your Bishop. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A man's works is the picture of his wisdom. A man's works is the picture of his wisdom. You want to see how wise a man is? Look at the evidence of his hands. Wisdom is not wise, beautiful sayings under a mango tree. Window, wisdom manufactures products when you want to. When you want to measure a man's wisdom, check the works of his hands. That communicates wisdom. Hallelujah. So, such a wonderful man of God. We love Bishop. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's working. I said it's working. 
Amen. All right. Tonight, whilst I prayed, I I was led by the Holy Spirit to share something that I believe is the panacea for all spiritual problems. Yes. You know, in Africa, especially in Ghana, one drug solves all. Whether external or internal. There's an ointment, but you tell you to help your to help your truth, to help your eyes, to help your everything. Yeah, that's external use only, but it can help internal organs. You understand? It's a very remarkable kind of drug. Hallelujah. <laughs> but thanks be to God that truth is one. Because truth is a person. And um, I want to share with you on something so necessarily important. Now, feel free in the presence of God, okay? What, what I mean by that is, don't be too uptight by the things I'll say, but give your spirit to what I'm going to say. Because if you make that decision tonight, um, there's a transition that's about to hit the face of the earth. I say these things as a prophet. Dark days are coming. That if you think the days are, dark days are coming, financial hardship has come to multiply. And it's not about Ghana. Go to the United Kingdom right now. 40% inflation, record high since the 18th century. It's a serious matter. I mean, America, of course, we don't even know where Biden is. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, it's not a joke. I mean, China, after Russia has finished doing what they are doing with Ukraine, China is also charging. They are ready to handle Taiwan. Yes, a whole lot of things are happening. They were not satisfied with COVID. Now they say monkeypox is coming. It has come, actually. So it tells you that if you don't find the foundation of all foundations, then what prophecy said that in those days many shall be deceived is true. And I can give you a simple example. The kind of Christianity you have now is a little commercial. You're probably dedicated because there are problems in your house. Yeah. So when the problems are solved, your dedications are gone. So your worship is not conviction, it's convenience. I need help. That's why I'm here. But if I'm helped, will I be here? So, so selfishness is the root. Because selfishness tells you because you want something, show up. But selflessness says that even after you get something, so you can give the something you have to another, show up again. So because you are selfish, you want your solution, you come. But when the solution comes, the proof of your selfishness is you don't have time again. But I want to share something very, I mean, like I said, solution. It will help you. It will help you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can, I, can we turn our Bibles to um, Psalm 16? We teach you things that we ourselves have lived. So I just want to share with you something that Psalm 16 verse number 11 
Can we read together? Let's read together again. One to go. Right. Right. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay. Now, if you've done a little bit of English, you'll understand that when he puts a colon there, he's explaining the sentence. Isn't it? So it means the path of life is the presence of the Lord in fullness of joy, which is located at his right hand. Not the path of, it's not a path of life, the path of life. Now, the word here is the word Urak. Usually, in the Hebrew, the word um, Derek or Derek, it means way. If you are called Derek, it means way. But in the Hebrew, the word Derek means way, Derek, way. But Urak is different. Now, Derek is like an exit. One, two, three. So all these three exits are direct. But when I show up on campus, what I will do in my entire four years and have my degree in my hand is called Urak. So in the path are the way. Okay. Are you here? Psalm 95, verse number 10. Psalm 95, verse 10. Let's go together. One, two. Hallelujah. We have not known what? Jeremiah 6.16 also said that they decided not to do it his way. They will do it their way. So, that's it. He says, uh-huh, they have forgotten the old paths, wonderful. And it's a, and which is the good way. Walk therein, and you shall find rest for yourself. So, if you look at this, when he brought path, he does not give plural to the way. But there are ways and there is the path. In Christ, we have the two. In other words, Jesus is the path and the way. Is that we here? I want to bring your mind to something very necessary, very important. This statement actually communicates what existence, life is all about. The path of life is the presence of God. The path of life is the presence of God. The method of life, the experience of life is the presence of God. So without the presence of God, whatever you're experiencing is a simulation. It's a virtual reality. It's not the truth of life. It's a contrary universe. At least now you have multiverse. So, it's a contrary universe. Yes, that's the truth. I can simply put a visor of a, um, a game console, visor, a virtual reality visor on your head, and you just wear it like that, and all of a sudden, you are fighting boxing. It's so real. 
You know, all like those days you are aware, like you know you are playing a game. But when you wear the virtual reality visor, you cannot see whether what you are fighting is there or not. So a person is literally simulating like it's a real battle. But for we who look at the person wearing the visor, we see shadow boxing. So anybody not walking on the path of life is like that person with a visor. They are going towards places, hitting things. To them, it's real. But those who are in realness are watching you shadow boxing. Everything you are doing is shadow. There's no substance to it. That's why at the end of the day, the person will hit, remove the visor, and realize they went nowhere. They had nobody around them. It was all shadows. Listen, 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 listen. I think that uh, if we are, we call ourselves a woke generation, let's know what we are woke in. And stop being woke in foolish things. No, it's the truth. No, 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 it's the truth. Hey, hey, it's the truth. If I really call myself wise and smart, it should, should. I just started by saying that wisdom is justified by his children. Your work should tell me the kind of wisdom you operate by. It's like a guy dating girls and not trying to commit to them, but he has his way of enjoying himself. No, I'm, I'm serious. That is the height of foolishness. No, I'm serious. You see? Let's, let me preach. Let me, can I preach? Now, this is the thing. If I want to break seven girls' hearts because I call myself a player, now, my ability to repeatedly break girls' hearts is not what makes me an expert. My expertise should be in the reality that I understand that in dealing with these girls, what I do and what I don't do, at the end of the day, in 10, 15 years, 20 years to come, I will not lose. Now, if I sleep with seven girls and I go like, oh, I'm having fun. Physically, it looks like that. Because I measured fun in that one minute. Oh, oh. The word is not even fun. So I had orgasm, 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 orgasm. I think I'm happy. But wisdom should tell me that right after the orgasm, strangely enough, I get depressed. I get dissatisfied. Like, what on earth am I doing here? So if the lady is still around me, I'll tell her that I can leave. Like you are annoying me. Leave them. Something has happened. By this revelation, if I keep repeating this cycle, you know what is happening? That is what Proverbs says. The woman comes to you know, cajole the young man to sleep with her. But he says her bed is death. So it is foolishness to think that I cheated death, yet I sipped poison. I didn't drink it, but I sipped it. It's a once a while taste. Well, whether I sipped it and I didn't die immediately, it's death that just came slowly. So I think I'm playing girls. I'm having fun. But at every orgasm, something left me. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how to live a calculated life. No, I don't have a problem. If the end of that encounter will give me life and peace and I'll do it. I'll suffer. What will happen when I do it? 
There are things I'll go through when I do it. From sicknesses to depression. Because I don't understand why I got depressed. I, co- I communicated with a spirit the girl carried. Yes, it has to be tensions. It's a rubber band. We have pulled it hard. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm serious. If if this generation comes to that reality, you realize that it's it's a deception. That's actually a solution that is actually not even temporal. It's entirely virtual. Orgasm, dating, a solution to loneliness is a virtual experience. If you call any, let me give you an example. Let me, hey, hey, everybody here, go ahead. Okay. Now, if I want to have fun, let me define what fun is. Now, as a human being, what do I do to have fun? Today's definition of fun is alcohol, songs, booze, smoke. Four things. And sex, yes, five things. Now, notice how this fun happens. I need to drink something, smoke something, be somewhere, high decibel sound, eardrum, alcohol, cirrhosis liver, smoke, lung problem. So everything I'm doing to call fun is a distraction to the vessel then after which and I'm telling you something with me everywhere you've been I'm telling you you finish the whole entire escapade and you want another party because this party couldn't hold you happy so you need another happy you need another party in fact if I tell you this thing you'll be shocked it is your constant visiting of drink cups that has left a void that is a strange depression you don't know where it came from because until you get the next fist of a part, I dressed up, I went to dance. Well, after sweating and waking up in the morning, just as Proverbs says, I'm seeking it yet another day. But I can't find it. So what happens to me is this. Something's happening to me. Whereas, the other side of the real definition of fun, which is acquainted with the ways of God, a man can sit in his room, cross his leg, open the Bible, read seven chapters, and he's happy. And the strange thing about reading the Bible and getting Rima is that happiness does not fade. Like, you can be happy throughout the night, you had a wonderful sleep, you woke up in the morning, you want to read the Bible again. And guess what? Nothing got damaged in your body. No, 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 no. If you are woke, sit down and let's do the mass. I'm serious. Let's sit down, let's do the mass. Bible reading will not destroy any organ in my body. In fact, it enhances life rather. And it does not give me a make-believe. In fact, the reverse happens in Bible reading. How a party gives you instant satisfaction. That in when those after you leave the party. Bible gives you progressive satisfaction. That only heightens the more you are staying there. And it heightens in such a way that if I do seven hours of Bible reading, do you know it can take me for 30 days? That's why some people have to have a very powerful encounter. They can be spiritual for one week. One, just one meeting. It can sustain you. You will not think bad. You will not speak bad. So imagine you load yourself with meetings. 
the whole year. You are praying on all cylinders. It's easy cry. I want to show you the path of righteousness. It's the path of life. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you here? Are you sure you are here? Don't be deceived to trade what you have for what somebody thinks. So, you see, pricing has been advertised in our day. Oh, yeah. But the strange thing about poison is that they never put it on a plate. DDT is not served. They mix it with what you like. So poison will always come in the package of what you like. That's why anytime what you like is looking for you too much. It has been laced with something. Have you seen them pour DDT powder on the plate that the dog should lick? It will never lick. But the favorite food of skipping. Bravo's favorite food. Then Bravo smell the food. And the scent makes him come to the poison. That's why Satan wants to kill you. He will give you your desire in a certain shape of a girl. No, no, let me ask you again. So you think that Mamu will enter your room with flippers? She ain't coming like that. Medusa will not enter your room with her hair full of snakes. You will not be attracted. Are you here tonight? Yeah. I know you're wondering, ah, what have I done? Yeah. I wish I didn't come for this meeting. Well, it's too late. Yeah. I announced you, it's too late. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. So he will show me the path of life. Thy presence, fullness of joy, and the right hand are pleasures forever. Pleasures forevermore. Moses has seen God's miracles and power. In Exodus chapter 33, verse 18, he stood before God. The God who has just parted the Red Sea. The God who has turned the Nile into blood. The God who has wrought mighty things by his hand and by the staff of Aaron. Moses stands in front of that same God and says, You know something, sir. I have seen what you have done. But I want to see the one doing it. Show me your glory. See the next scripture. What? You see, when you read the Bible, take your time. See the explanation. 19. Uh-huh. Next, next verse. I want to show you something. God made a statement. He said, Thou canst not see my face. For anyone that sees me shall not live or would not live. So he's asking for glory, but God said, It is me. I can understand. Show me your glory. I will let my goodness pass. But as for me myself, you can't see me. That means the glory he was asking for was God Himself. That means that I've seen you turn the sea upside down. You have destroyed Pharaoh's armies. But I want to see the man behind that work. A lot of us are okay with God doing the miracle. We don't want to see him. You just, just give me the A, it's fine. Now, I want to show you something seriously. Why this is so important for you to get into. And tonight, I pray that in just an hour, then we get into the spirit. What the Holy Ghost will do, you will do with us perfectly. This is the point I'm trying to bring your mind to. Listen. If we do not change from this method of, I'm okay with the miracle. 
okay with the testimony, okay with the breakthrough, and I don't want to see the one doing it, then I come to announce to you, the day the one doing it shows up as Dagon, we'll be surprised. And that's why today, Christians cannot tell who or what spirit is working. Because all we are interested in is, I got my peace. All I'm interested in is that I got the miracle job. So whether it was a spirit, I mean, what that demon, I care less. I got my testimony. Oh, first. <laughs> are we here? Are we sure we are here? So you hear some of your parents say they went to a certain church. The pastor uses candle. He can see. He's very powerful. Accurate things. He prayed for me. I got a contract. And because he got contract, child of God who speaks in tongues is confused whether is it from God? Because why? You have not learned to see the one doing the miracle who call a miracle from Elohim. Because the day I see Elohim, any other miracle that is not coming from him, I'm aware. Because I know God. I know how God talks. I told one day somebody said, if you know God, you know God does not deal in impatience. Anytime anything looks like a pressure, do it now, do it now, do it now. God is not in it. Most of the time. The only thing God tells you to do now is spiritual seriousness. Pray now. <laughs> Fast now. Give now. Now, now. Any other thing, you have to go to America. God will never say, go to America now. No, no, he doesn't like that. Date him now. He doesn't like that. Marry him now. He doesn't like that. Do Now, why am I saying what I'm saying? The day you come to the revelation of his presence, a whole lot of things change in your life. A whole lot of things change in your life. A whole lot of things change in your life. A whole lot of things change in life. Psalm 105, verse 37. I'll show you something. And he brought them forth also with silver and gold. And there was not one feeble person among their tribes. The word feeble is weak-boned person among their tribes. And this is God carrying Israel. Now, Israel had it nice. Because God lived with them in the wilderness. Well, he was the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. And he dwelt in their encampment. Israel lived with God. So everything Israel experienced was because God lived with them. And the shocking thing about God living with them was that they hardly prayed to that God. If I you read the scripture, it was the prophet who saw the face of God for them. And all they had to do in dealing with God was when they sinned, they brought a sacrifice. The rest, they were enjoying provisions. God fought their battles for them. God fed them. God gave them water. 
God kept their clothes intact. Forty years, no one's soul of the sandals was worn out. And that was their garment faded. He fed them for 40 years. When they wanted water at every and each location, God brought it out of the rock when they moved. No wonder First Corinthians chapter 10 says, the rock, in fact, the way it gave water to them, had to follow them. <laughs> but the mystery behind this is this. God was with them. Lift your right hand to heaven. Say, Father, open my spirit for this word. Open my spirit for this truth that all things will begin to work as it ought to work. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Okay. Now, why the presence of God? Why is the presence of God the path of life? Why is the presence of God the reality of living? The Bible says in 1 John 5, verse number 12, he says that he that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son hath not life. So, it means that if a person is not born again, whatever they are living is not life. That's what it says. He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son hath not life. So, the life he's bringing in context is saying that people who are not born again have a certain type of life. That's not the life born again people have. I give you a typical example. The Bible says in the book of Genesis chapter 1, when God was separating the waters, he separated the waters that were in the sky from the waters that were on the ground with a firmament. With a firmament. Strangely, the one on top was not called um, drink or seas. It was called waters. The one on the ground was also called waters. But the issue about the kind of waters they were was based on their position. So we are all human beings. We are all in the house. We are all family members. We all answer the sending entry. But there is a permanent distance. I am seated in heavenly places. Anyone who is not born again in the house, though we are relatives, we are all human beings. We all answer the same, the same sending. We are all waters. But I'm the waters above. We are the waters beneath. Hear me what I'm saying. <laughs> and the waters above the poor. By the process of gathering. <laughs> so he said that he that has the sun has life. He that has not the sun has not life. So you see somebody breathing and walking, they don't have life. Oh, they don't. You see, you need to understand what he's talking about here. The Bible now goes further in verse 20 to say, Jesus Christ is that life. He's the one true God, even eternal life. It means that, child of God, eternal life is not an age-long living. It's not how thousand, no, no. Eternal life is a kind of life. It's a quality of life. We have bios, the life of the creatures. We have anastrophe, the life of the madman. No madman also have a kind of life. They are on his reverse biology. They can eat filth and they'll be fine. So apparently it was the brain that creates the problem in our stomach. So when the brain goes off, the madman's brain gives signal to the intestines, increase the germal formula. So the fauna of the germs in the stomach of a madman is ten times more than the normal person. So they can eat filth and they'll be fine. They'll digest it easy. Something has happened. (laughs) 
Oro faires and delivers. May I say it is so shocking, sir. The frequency by which they use the bathroom is not the frequency we use. So you hardly find a madman pissing by. You hardly find it. They have a different timetable. They can go one week without pissing. I'm telling you, some no, it's a confused life. But the suspensions of the confusion is by entities. The madman in the cave of Gadar had no problem with the chains. It was the kings that was his prison. Perhaps when they bound him with chains, he broke it. And he couldn't leave that place. Because the spirits of the dead people was what was in him. So their habitation was the sepulchre. They could not hold him with chains. Yet he could not leave the tombs. So his prison was the tomb, not the chain. So you see a madman crossing the road. Though they are mad, they know how to cross. Strange enough, people who are normal don't. <laughs> the madman knows that when you are crossing the road, first look left, you look right. When he's crossing, you see a madman has paused. Yeah, why? And entities are using his body. In fact, can I announce to you? Both are and I say this nicely to you. Bad men, most of them, not all of them, have they are actually the power bank and reserve locations for foul spirits. So when you cast a demon in an area, because they can't find another person who is in the church to possess, the available madman around, they go and rest in them. Yes. So they are just a hot spot waiting for an available vessel to enter again. Why? They go about looking for available houses. That's why Satan also keeps them. You notice know, you can keep it, you can see a madman you knew from your childhood. He's been there for 20 years. He's just a hotspot, he's waiting. Distributing center of spirits. I told you a story before. So I was walking one day at Paloma on the pavement. And the madman was coming. Everybody was walking on the pavement. They left the madman and I said, who is mad here? Who are walking the streets? Madman is okay because you are afraid. And I saw I said, ah, when I was like, ah, I saw I saw a madman I saw a lofandaba, no go bosho. And I was coming. And I was walking close to him. When the madman saw me, he now descended the pavement. And to show that this was a spiritual match. When he descended the statement, I was walking and he looked at me and said, Good afternoon, sir. I said, Good afternoon. Madman said, Good afternoon, sir. You will be normal. What am I trying to bring? Listen, listen, listen. When God created us, He put us in a certain dimension. And that place was actually called the Garden of Eden. Now, the Garden of Eden in the Hebrew means pleasure and presence. Pleasure and presence. Now, let's go to Genesis chapter 1, uh, verse 21. All right. He says, and God created, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Go to 20, go to 20. See what 20 said. See what verse 20 said. Now, let the waters bring forth abundantly every moving creature. So God is creating him, but he is commanding the water to produce fish. Please, can we read it together? It looks like people don't read the Bible and read it. Now, let's read. Can we read it together? 
And wonderful. Now go to the verse number 25. Go to verse 24. Let's see what 24 also said. What do you say? So the way God is creating is God is talking the habitat of the creature. The fish will stay in water, so the water must bring forth the fish. The soil is where the beasts, the cows, all those creatures will stay on, so they must bring forth the beasts. But when it got to man, 26. So God has spoken to the earth to produce creatures. He has spoken to the sky to produce birds, permanent. Spoken to the water to produce fish. When he got to man, he spoke to himself. He spoke to the Godhead. So the Godhead is the habit. So he said, let the earth bring forth. Let the sky bring forth. Let the waters bring forth. So let the Godhead bring forth. So man was brought forth from the Godhead. So if it was brought forth from the water, then the fish can be fish in water. If it was brought forth from the earth, then the beast of the field can be beast of the field when they are on the earth. If it was brought forth from the sky, then it is in the sky they are birds. So if man was brought forth from the Godhead, then it is in the Godhead man can be man. That means that outside Godhead, man is in unfamiliar territory. It's like a fish sitting on a tree. It's like catfish in hibernation. But they have a period of hibernation. No matter how the catfish waits for the rain in the mud, hidden in the crusted, cracked floor, it has a limitation. If the water does not come in time, it will lie. So the fact that we have survived outside the Godhead does not mean it wasn't the habitat to start with. So many people, eh, they have not understood why the presence of the Lord is the path, is the location where life happens. When you step outside the presence of God, you are like a fish out of water. Even if you are a long fish, even if you are a whale, you still need that water to show up again. Because we're not designed to fully stay on earth. Hmm. And you think the presence of God is a service? You see, I don't know what happened to the church. The church gathers around. Something happened to the body of Christ and the church. We started gathering around sermons. But it was not so from the beginning. In the beginning, their encampment was around Yahweh. This is the Ark of the Covenant. This is the tabernacle of God. There is the pillar of cloud by day. Israel stays around it. It means that in the morning, even if it's not time for worship, I see presence. Even if I don't have to enter the tabernacle, I see it in the glory. That means that my daily living was presence-oriented, not sermon-functional. In other words, I come to feel holy God when I enter auditorium. 
That's why a lot of you are failing. A lot of you are running dry. And Satan has defined it for you, mental health. It's not mental health. It's your outside presence. Oh yeah, one day Bishop Edipo said he was driving and he saw a madman. He brought a madman to me in church. He said, put a madman in my car. He drove around the city for just one hour. Then he called back. The presence of God made the guy say, where am I, sir? He said, the last time I remember, I was entering office. And I lost, I forgot consciousness up to now. He said, oh, we've been married for about five years. He said, ah. He drove around. Why? He entered habitat. That was functional to his real life. That's how it is. So the man fish under the cracked, patched ground cannot swim. If it is swimming there, then it means that's its habitat. But if it's hibernating there, then it is not natural to it. So many Christians are hibernating in life because they are in environments that are not theirs. Their world is not your habitat. Secular music is not your habitat. Alcohol is not your habitat. That smoky room is not your habitat. You are hibernating. The real you is not alive yet. That's why when you wake up, you feel down. You don't wake up excited. You don't wake up, oh my God. I wish I can preach this thing for 10 hours. Listen. Listen. No, if you if you master this, this if you master this revelation, the day I found it, it changed everything. The presence of God is is there, is there, is life. It's the path of life. Look, it is so serious, you don't need to go and do advertisement. Go to presence. He said, when he is lifted up, men will come to him. You don't go to men. You will draw men. He entered the boat, sir. And Peter said, we have taught all night. Mm-hmm. But when Messiah entered the boat, all the fishes found him as source of gravity. They came to his boat. Also, it was so serious that the Bible says in Luke chapter 5, even his friends couldn't fish it one, ten feet away. They had to come to Peter's boat. Go and read it. Look at that. Uh-huh. Next, next, next. See what he said. He said, so that there were other ships that would come and help. So there were the ship on top of the sea. At the same time, the fishes were under Peter's boat. But if they don't come where the, the Jesus is, they will not catch fish. Because when Jesus entered the boat, all the fishes in the lake came to his boat. The financial difficulty. You are hibernating. You need presence. And it is presence that makes the Lord appear in someone's dream and say, your brother is not happy. You see that your niece sent her thousand dollars and you did nothing. And your uncle just called you. I felt like sending you money. And he thinks he felt, but he does not know that the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. You called it in the spirit and God blessed his heart. And he brought you the money. So the day I found this and it's chief. I'm looking for a husband, presence. I'm looking for a wife, presence. Because the presence of God is the force of, is the center of gravity of the universe. How do I know this? There are nine planets in our solar system. And Milky Way is one of the smallest ones in the entire constellatory galaxies. Andromeda, Cosopea, all the, I mean, the dimensions of Ecstatic volumes of stars. And our sun is a star. But the size of our star is not compared to Antares. Or the Aurora Borealis, Aurora Australis. You cannot compare to them. There are things in the universe. But you know something? When they even came to our universe, the Milky Way, 
and they came to our solar system. Because in the Milky Way, there are other solar systems. It is Earth. Earth solar system is what became the center of gravity. You know why? Messiah came here. So no matter the sizes of the stars, it is where God showed up that every other thing. So in other words, on the Earth, where God decided to put his replica, man, gravity operated towards man. So that in Joshua 10, a man stood up and he stopped the sun. And if you have understood a little bit about uh, 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 astrophysics, to stop the sun means that the sun is not spinning on its axis. For mass to move, there will be a collision in the galaxy. So to stop the sun means mass waited, Jupiter waited, Uranus waited, Pluto waited. Because somebody on this small earth, on a small part of the earth, as a small miniature vessel, said, Stand, be still, not move, sun. So when he says stand, be still, also, he actually froze the entire galaxy. Not even a Milky Way only galaxy. Because if you understand also the patterns of asteroids and meteors, they move with consistent repelling and com- com- compelling forces. That means that if a force is stopped and it's not projecting, it can cause a dark hole. Things will fall into it and crash. So for Joshua to say, sand be still, the entire space was waiting for man. Well, read astrophysics, you understand. You see, sometimes, eh, you see, sometimes our small mind, our small Sunday school story makes us not see the gravity of the matter. <laughs> Do you know that even if you are struggling with the gravity of the matter, eh, it's because of him the earth is either 365 or 366 days. They are confused. And it takes four years before to be 366. Because it, it, the reason it takes four years is because when he stopped the sun, he stopped it for about the space of a day. So it was not a full day, a space of a day. And the calculation of the space of the day meant that he stopped the sun about a whole day. So it was not the whole day, about approximation. It was 23 hours and 20 minutes. What? What? No, 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 no. Hear this, hear this. If you, if you only knew, I, I, I pray that I'll have the time. If you only knew what the presence of God is. Eh? <laughs> listen, listen. I, 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 listen. I, listen. I, if you're a young lady here, a young man here, all you have to go for is the presence of God. Let me say this before I continue what I want to say. David. The difference between David and Saul. If you even think about it, Saul committed the sin of eagerness and inappropriation. Someone said, wait for me so that I'll come and will give sacrifice to God. Someone seemed to be keeping on. And one of the things you need to understand about prophets is that we are not on our time, we are on God's time. Oh, no, 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 go and read the Bible. Every prophet doesn't come early. I stop the problem with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes he will allow you to be early. Because he controls your time. But the other you are praying, God said, don't hold the mind till eight. The other as soon as I come, God said, enter office. I want to talk to you first. So many times, sometimes they'll come, I said, no, let's enter the service straight away. You have no idea how God deals with us. So someone said, go, I'm coming. Well, he was not coming. <laughs> so I said, the people are waiting. We have waited. Someone is not coming. So let me start the sacrifice. He took the knife. Someone should have said, wow. 
He said, if you don't take it, the kingdom will be taken away from you. In fact, God has taken it away from you. Then Saul began to cry, asking for mercy. Then God gave him a second chance. He said, I'm going to send you to Amalek. In first Samuel 15, go and kill all Amalek and kill all his children and children. He went. When he finished again, the people said, Don't let's kill the animals. Let's keep the animals so that we we'll use for sacrifice. It's like Saul has a problem with sacrifice. Is there something? He just, his weakness is sacrificing. He wants to sacrifice. That's why they told him to obey. It's better than to sacrifice. It's, 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 Everything sacrifice. Someone said, kill He said, I'll keep some. So that God will have sacrifice. He said, He said, somewhere. He said, Saul. He said, God today, God has. So if you look at Saul's sin, it was the sin to offer sacrifices to God. That's also. No, go read the Bible. That's what caused Saul to lose the kingdom. That's it. Mm. But apparently it was cosmetic too. Because when Saul sent, he told someone that don't leave me. And he said, God has taken the kingdom, so it's okay, no problem. God can take the kingdom. But the people are standing there. Go with me so that they will know God is with me. So he liked the cosmetic people should know God is with me. But the real relationship he didn't have, and he didn't care about it. He said, God is not so that Israel will know God is with me. A political posture. And he was forcing someone that the government toy said, You see the way the government has torn. At first, I was going to pray for you. But what team Atari is permanent? I, what what Atari way? What? <laughs> usually, usually someone will pray for Saul. But the way the thing got torn, he said, God has left you. I don't mean say something. <laughs> well, I've been telling you I should let you go. This one. Look at that. You have torn my garment. The kingdom remains. He has gone. But there comes a young boy called David. David shows up. Then once upon a time, David does anything he wants to do. He eats the bread he shouldn't touch. He said, My men are hungry. Give them some. Hey, he can the same priesthood. But you see, it's almost different. It's almost different. The difference between David and Saul was that when David was eating the showbread, he was not eating it in defiance of God. Because he's the one who said, I will not sleep till I brought the act to God. So he was interested in the presence of God. This was just secondary matters. So serious that God allowed him to do it. Why? He was supposed to be a type that will mimic the Christ. So that in the day Jesus also healed on the Sabbath, he can quote David. That when David, your father, was hungry on the Sabbath, he ate. Bread meant for priests. Me too, I can heal. Follow me. But then his Praetorian guard, of course, you need to understand that Uriah was David's Praetorian. Praetorian means the soldiers, special forces that were in charge of guarding the palace and the king. So they have their houses close to the palace. So when he came from his mission, he decided not to go. Why? He had a barracks in the house. He slept in the yard because those were his men. He was under his command. That's why his house was adjacent to David. Because that's how his house was had to be built. So he's protecting the palace. He's doing rendezvous and all that. He said, You go home. He stood there. And then he stood upon the mountain on his roof. And he's planning. How do I handle this guy? Go and sleep. He said, No, 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 go. I tell him, but we don't have this intercourse. This one is a very serious matter, sir. I can't, I can't lose my focus. 
David is shaking his head, said, Aquipa, everything is telling me I thought you. Hmm? <laughs> now, what's focus? He says his focus isn't that. You look at him, ah, it's okay, okay. Then finally, a thought came to his mind. Went to take a pen. Started writing, Dear Joel, there's something I want you to do for me, and I need you to keep it discreet. I know you're a council of captains, but this one, don't have the meeting about it. Don't discuss with anybody. You see, wherever you are, is in charge of, the section is in charge of, you draw his men. And let him fight alone. And place him at the hottest spot. Let him fight alone. So that something. And Joab was so loyal, he didn't ask why. He received the letter. He knew what it meant. And the part that shocks me was that Uriah also knew what it meant. Because he's a general, sir. He understands military tactics. So if you are fighting, all your men has left you. He knows today he must die. He didn't run. He stood fighting. So this one speared him. This one threw out. Ah, still fighting. Uh-huh. So finally. Now, in the court of law, when David stood before the council of heaven, this is how the verdict was passed. He committed adultery. It's not fornication, adultery. He slept with a married woman's, uh, a married man's wife. Number two. He didn't just commit adultery. He impregnated her. Number three. He now takes a pen. And the way he kills the man is the issue. In the court of law, David exhausted everything in killing Uriah. It is attempted murder. Murder with the intention to kill. I don't know how that one happens. So it is murder with intent to kill, premeditated murder, and the last part is manslaughter because he didn't do it himself. Yet God said, this is a man after my own heart. You know why? The end of their matter was. God said, God has taken the kingdom, no problem, but let Israel think he's with me. The other said, I don't care what Israel thinks. Take the throne. Take Israel, but your Holy Ghost, like him. I wonder what. Let me be that boy again in the forest. Let me be that shepherd boy who had nothing. All I want is the Holy Spirit. You see, when the man went for presence, his kingdom was enacted forever. If you didn't know, the presence of God is what gives you longevity. As a pastor, I've learned that lesson a long time ago. This pulpit can deceive you. It can massage ego. It is the presence that makes you not care about crowd. It makes you remain who you were. From the day you were a shepherd boy to the day you become a mighty emperor, you'll be the same because of presence. Some people here, we are afraid to give you blessings. God is afraid to give you that car. Because the reason you want to want the car is because the way campus boys, when they come, they go, boom, pro, 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 <laughs> When you saw it, you put your hand on your waist and say, Father, Father, I'll do something. That's the reason why you want the car. That's the whole reason. It has nothing to do with church. It has nothing to do with bringing people to church. It has nothing to do with putting people in your car to bring them. It's just the presence. Now hear this. The presence of God is a serious matter. Adam, when he was created, 
for God's dimension of the Godhead. He showed up on the scene. The Bible showed us how God visited Adam. In Genesis chapter 2, the verse 7, Adam was formed from the dust of the earth. God breathed into Adam's nostrils the breath of life. Adam became a living soul. God didn't breathe upon, he breathed into mouth to mouth resuscitation. Adam came alive in the presence of God. Now, this was going on for a while. That's actually the captioning of Genesis. For instance, in Genesis 22, Isaac and Abraham went to offer sacrifice. If you don't take it, you think it's the first time. They've been doing a lot of times. That's why Isaac asked the question, where is the lamb? It means, we usually bring lamb, but today there's no lamb. It means it was not the first time. You need to understand, it's a summary plus historical intervention, plus prophecy. So, in, thank you very much. Go back to Genesis 3. As soon as Adam fell short of God's glory, now they told us Adam's constant practice. They showed us Adam's constant practice. Genesis chapter 3. The verse number 9. Verse number nine. Go to verse eight. Oh, Balia. And they heard the voice of God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Now, that's the first day you need to mark down. Because in Genesis chapter 4, Bible says, In the process of time, Cain and Abel brought their offering. So, when he uses the word process of time, it means it's a specific day in the week. The Bible didn't say that and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the process of time. Then that would be weekly service. Come, come on now, come on now, come on now. But they heard God walking in the cool of the day. It means every day God showed up. They heard the voice of the Lord walking. How can a voice walk? But I like what Isaiah said. He brought the voice into perspective. Isaiah chapter 40. He said, I'm the voice of him that cried in the wilderness. Make straight the path or the way of Elohim. And we know that the voice is amplified words. But the Bible also uses the next word, cool of the day. So the voice here speaks of Jesus Christ, who was walking. God spoke, God said, God said, visit. Visitation became the son. He was walking. As he was walking, oh, he didn't come by himself. He came in the cool of the day. And the word cool of the day in the Hebrew is the spirit of the day. That means that the word sat in the car and the car was the spirit. And by the time the car, which was the spirit, brought the word to Adam, Yahweh was seen. Because no one has seen God at any point in time. Whilst they were speaking to Jesus, the face of God was their face. Something was happening to them. So constantly, sir, they were in constant connection with divinity. That is the environment. You know, because of this, Adam was not taught what to name a thing. I shared in a certain church, I think that was so. Do you know that the lion was not called lion because Adam called the lion? It was already named lion. Because think about it. There were four living creatures in heaven before Adam showed up. And one's face was a lion. Man's face was an eagle. It means eagle is eagle, not because Adam called it eagle. God had defined eagle how it looks like, how to function before Adam said, ah, eagle. That means that, listen, while Adam walked with God, 
time of failing to get into the Hebrew nuances here. But what is coming to communication is this. That walking with God, the voice of God in the cool of the day, was a certain type of exemplary dimension of living. This is what Enoch came to ask Adam of. He said, Adam, Enoch was 268 thereabout when Adam died. So Enoch and Adam lived more than 250 years together. Yes, so he came to ask Adam, sir, how did you work in the garden? He said, we work as husband and wife. Cool of the day. No bearish cash. So as he's talking to God, sir, he communicated to us the reason why the presence is our habitat. You see, there's something about the fish. Though individual, what makes it thrive is actually the water. The fish breathes the water. Its oxygen is in the water. Its food is in the water. Its defense is in the water. Its swiftness, its natural capacity is in the water. That's what God did for Adam too. It means our food is God. Eat and see that the Lord is God. That's why there's communion. So our, the presence of God, which is our habitat, is also our diet. At the same time, too, it's our house. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it's our drink. He made them to all drink of the same spiritual drink. So, everything we needed sir, is in the presence. So, Adam did not age. Time did not take. It is when Adam dissociated himself from the presence. That is where the problem started. So in other words, as Adam was in the conscious dimension, I watched a certain documentary about the porpoise, about dolphins, and they do use something called echolocation. Okay? So they send certain sound signals, and when it hits an object comes to them, they can measure distance, they can tell what kind of... Because they, they, in fact, according to the echolocatory um, um, sensor in their brain, their sound draws a picture. So what they shoot, and they, they do the screeching sound or whatever it is. The sound that comes back to them brings it with an image because the image is the void and the external places where the sound pass to go. So it's like when you send a sound through Pastor, you know, uh, uh, pages here, Pastor Samuel, when it goes through him, if the sound bypasses him, it's gone. But the one that hits him and comes back to him comes as the image so he knows the size, he knows the, the dimension of the thing in front of him. That's, in, that's with the fish in water. God did that with Adam. Adam's home and homing device is in the presence of God. Can I tell you something? When you start getting confused and afraid, you strayed. He said, I heard that voice and we went to hide. We were afraid. The moment you are getting afraid, you are not in the presence. But forget, the, forget all the narrative of you came to church. You can be in church, but you are not in Christ. We didn't get that message. Some of you are in church, but you might not be in Christ. It's two different things. One in the pew is not having your seat in heavenly places. So as soon as Adam came to this position, he was walking with God. I'll show you something. This is God's technology only created Adam. That I'm going to be your environment. Your teaching, your learning, your growing, your advancement. You see? Isn't it amazing that we are to grow into the stature of the measure, not of a goat, not of a cow, but of Christ? 
So the environment is a measurement. And beyond that, what I want to, I really want to bring you to this point. He created your spirit, sir, to have suctioning, vacuuming capacity. So in other words, I will be working as a rich man. As soon as he becomes my friend, all of a sudden, like Lot, he is also prospering. I can be working as a prophet, and they will advise me, stop trying thyself to the prophet. And I don't need to be prayed for. I just walk with the prophet for two minutes, and the spirit of prophecy rests upon me, and people will ask, is so too a prophet? That means that, ladies and gentlemen, you can sit around them, you can be silent, but your spirit is absorbing. How did, there's no record that God said, this is true, this is good. All he did was walk with God. And like your Apple device, what God had was synced with what Adam had. So without learning it, he knew. This is the reason why Apostle John said in 1 John 2, you have an anointing in you. And you don't need anybody to teach you outside. So the reason you are actually smoking a sin is because something told you it's a sin. But you need external convincing. Because your mind, listen, I will announce to you, you ask the question, is kissing a sin in dating? Anytime you are asking the question, it means you know the answer. You just want to be sure or you need validation. You just need validation. It's not written categorically, but there's a knowledge of the most high that's in your spirit. It's there. It's there. Because as long as I, and the point is that when I practice presence, it amplifies. So at this level, who by reason of use, Hebrews 5.14, it's not a gift by use, have exercised their senses. So without you telling me it's bad, I can see the evil with your hello. When you said hello, I saw a lot of hell in the O. A lot of ladies here will tell you when they say yes to the guy, they knew he was too good to be true. They knew there is some there's a knowledge here. So the shorter thing is this: the less I fellowship with it, the more God called to Timothy. God has not given me the spirit of fear. That confusion is a product of stray. I wish you can understand the expression of the presence. So as long as Adam was with God, he will know what God knows. If I so serious that <laughs> oh, I love that scripture. It's so serious that Bible says in First Corinthians chapter chapter two, verse sixteen, who has known the mind of God? This scripture I think is in Isaiah forty. Now, what he was saying was this: verse fourteen, Isaiah forty fourteen. Go there, go there. Isaiah 40, 14. Look at this. Look at this one. Look at this one. Uh, mm-hmm. No, go to verse, verse 13. See. See. Who have directed the Holy Ghost? That means that when a man comes to the place where he practices presence, he can direct the director and counsel the counselor. Verse 14, I think they don't understand what I'm saying. 14, you show 14. 
So the spirit is the one. He said, with whom to he? The Holy Ghost is the he. So, Holy Ghost wants to do something. But he took counsel with you. He discussed. So, no, 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 no. There's a realm of presence practice. That makes God have to take counsel with you before you carry out an action. Can we do this thing without telling Abraham? God wants to destroy Israel. Moses shows up and says, from verse 12 of Exodus 33. Lord, you can't do it. You can't destroy them. They are your people. According to the covenant you had with Moses, Isaac, and Jacob, he said, you can't do what you are doing. Once after Abraham was done, Moses was done talking, the Lord was happy. And he changed his ways. God changed his mind. Because these people, they know God's mind, so they can direct God. How can, how can you know God's mind? Let's go to two. Verse 10, verse 10, verse 10. Let's go to just 2, 10. Yeah, 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 yeah. Verse 11, this is it. This is the key. For what man knoweth the things of another man? Save the spirit in the Lord. So the reason why I can counsel the Holy Ghost is because the Holy Ghost is using himself in me to counsel him in God. This is the dimension where I know the will of God in real time. As God is thinking it, I have taught it. Oh, oh, oh. child of God, child of God, child of God. Look, you can sit in your room eh, and just speak to God. Live up not to family, whatever you want to bring in the ground. What, what, what? The Lord tell me, the Lord tell me, see, last week when he came, he was family around the area. He slept by mistake. That's a, that's a question. He said, Lord, what is he bringing? Lord, I can't see what he's bringing. And because of present practice, Lord, I enter the spirit. Anything I learn, that's what will come. I don't care whether they have said it already. Do you know what will happen? You will hear after you are fitting results. Now we had said first questions, but some way, somehow we changed it. Because somebody said it. Who has known the mind of God to direct God? Hey, oh, I wish you can understand the gravity of this matter. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless you.